Welcome back to another episode of the Discipline DJs podcast hosted by Maddie Betts and Gino Donati. This week, they start out with a recap of the wild week one in the NFL, and then we'll give out some bold predictions and get into fact or cap. And if you stick around, they will be giving out their plays for week two with their dog of the week, survivor picks, low versus high, and plays for each primetime game this week. So make sure you like, subscribe, and here we go. What up, what up, everyone? Welcome to the We Bet Podcast. This is Maddie and Gino, and uh, we're going to take on popular sports narratives and relate them to the betting world. Maddie, my dude, anything you got to say before we get started? Bro, to be honest, I don't even know where the hell to start. We got a list of all these things written down, and there's just too many things to talk about after that week one. I'm still in shock. I have never gotten smoked in Survivor how I got smoked. Yeah, I gotta let me let me let me take this one. I gotta tell everybody what the hell happened. So I'm at Circa in Las Vegas, which by the way, I missed my flight. <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting <laughs> on my next flight to come back. And Gino and I did two Survivor Leagues. The original plan was to do one. So we buy in for $1,000. I go to the counter to place, or first of all, I get on the app to place our pick. We're going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. God knows why, because we had talked about the different teams all week. I'm going in the app to, to take the Bengals. The app will not load. The Wi-Fi is messed up. I go to a betting kiosk to take the Bengals. Somehow or another, as I'm printing the ticket, I click on the Jets. A seven-point dog in week one. Obviously, if you guys are familiar with Survivor Leagues, you're never going to pick an underdog like that, especially in week one. So then we're at like a huge dilemma. What do we do? And long story short, we get another Survivor League for 1,000, and we take the Bengals, who miss a PAT in the end of the game, go to OT, and lose outright. When I tell you I was pissed off and Gino was equally pissed off, it's been a hell of a weekend. <laughs> Dude, I, I've finished in Survivor in the top 10, in like the last five years i, I do a lot of them so it's like that sounds like i'm bragging but i'm down to five plays and i usually start with like 20 that never yeah. happened so, Tennessee yeah. so what i'm seeing from the majority of survivor leagues colts titans niners broncos and Bengals were five popular plays that all lost outright in week one and the craziest thing about all of this bro is just based on everything we're talking about right now, you would think that my underdogs were, would be up on the week, right? So I bet every single underdog money line this weekend in the NFL. As you guys know, I'm doing this the entire season. I ended up 5-10-1, down 3.2 units. So just a very weird weekend where like some popular favorites lost, but also some favorites just in huge blowouts. And just just a weird weekend overall in week one, obviously. honestly. And, and the worst for me... Everything happened that I said would, except for one thing. The Titans didn't win. I warned everyone about Indy, warned everyone about Denver, warned everyone about my own Niners. And the only one that crumbled, in my opinion, is Tennessee, who wins that game seven out of ten times. They played great and then crumbled. Yeah, that was a weird game. I had a hunch feeling on that game for some reason, even though all the systems pointed to the Titans. Even down 13? Yeah, they were down. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, bro. Man. And then rough, rough weekend for kickers as well. I, I don't even know how many kicks were missed, especially in the fourth quarter. <laughs> bro, 
I, how many games were decided on a kick or not a kick? And you know what's weird? You know what rolled into that? I was watching the BYU game the night before, and that's kind of where it started. It went yeah. weird kicker from BYU Baylor on till all through Sunday. Yeah, just ridiculous. And then the, the, the I think the funniest thing about the weekend – Right now, the Seahawks are first in the NFC West with the Niners, Cardinals, and Rams all at 0-1. Oh, I know. Just like everyone expected. I love it. Let's let's dive in here. So I want to hear some bold predictions from you. Anything. All we can go on. I got you one right now with some some serious heat right here. Despite the Steelers going 1-0, their season is now over. That's my boldest prediction of the week. TJ Watt out six weeks. Najee Harris injured. And they played as well as they could have and still almost lost that game. To me, it just shows that the Steelers have no chance this season. And I would make the argument that them being up 1-0 just shows that, like, even with them being up 1-0, I'm extremely confident they're not winning more than seven, eight games this season. And, And I want to piggyback on everything you said and agree with it except one thing. They didn't even play that great. They had six turnovers and still almost lost on an extra point and a 30-yard overtime field goal. The Bengals didn't play that great, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, Pitt didn't play great. The Bengals didn't play great. It was just a very sloppy division game. Yeah, 100%. Here's another take I got for you. Please. I think the Minnesota Vikings could win the NFC, and I know you've been a high on them all offseason. I really think they have a chance. My My bold prediction is... I'll stick with that one then. I, I said I was they were going to win the – I first thought I said they'd win week one. I said they'd win the NFC North. I, I think that bold prediction now seems like common sense. Yeah. It's just wide open. Dude, they're and, good. Uh, bro, like, you know what's funny is we had the podcast last week, me, you, and Ben, we were talking about the best offensive trios in the NFL and I, non-quarterback offensive trios, and I said Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Wenfro. You can make the argument it's in Minnesota with Dalvin Cook and, and that bomb squad there in Minnesota. I mean, Justin Jefferson looks like the best receiver in the league right now. So he looks good, dude. He's always been a good feeling. Um, so w- w- the first segment's bold predictions, reactions, and faxing caps. So you gave me a bold prediction. My reaction, I guess, is that Minnesota will win the North. Um, I don't want to be too much of a homer. Um, but my reaction or a lack of overreaction, I don't think the Niners or Rams have anything to be worried about. As crazy as that sounds, I rewatched both games. Um, they, they just didn't scare me. They're, th- this football, do these people compete? So I want to know, in your opinion, yeah. you can say cap if you want. Facts or cap, the Niners have nothing to worry about. No, I'll say facts. I think the Rams will be just fine. I mean, they're the Super Bowl champs for a reason. Um, I think they were going up against a juggernaut team in the Rams that, you know, at the end of the day was pissed off coming off that postseason defeat to the Chiefs and just had everything going for them. And then I think the Niners, I mean, you know, it was a good spot looking back on it to take the Bears with the points. Like, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but it was, you know, Trey Lance really his first game, like, as, as the future of the team started. It seemed and, too obvious, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So obvious. I, I'm telling you, and again, I'm a homer, so I apologize to everyone. I'll, I'll say one sentence and move on. They, we made them look like a JV team that first half. And then the weather stepped into the refs. I'm whining. I get it. I am really selling these bears. I'll, I'll sell them all the way into, I think Green Bay, Maddie, I think you mentioned this, is a great pick this week. 
Yeah, we're going to dive into that a little later in the pod. I'm excited about that that pick there. But um, all right, here's one for you. Geno Smith is now 9-0 and against the spread in his last nine. Facts are capped. The Seahawks will cover against the 49ers next week. I, I like them to cover. I, I can't, <laughs> can't believe it's opening up at 10. We're building. I saw I saw it open. I saw eight and a half. Is it ten already? I I'm looking at ten. Wow. Okay. It's all yeah. the money on it. Yeah. I mean that's so the way I look at this game is the Niners played as bad as they could have, and the Seahawks played as good as they could have, and they still the Seahawks still almost lost that game against Denver. I mean they gave up. You know if it wasn't for those two uh, fourth down and turnovers at the, on the goal line, I mean they wouldn't even have been. They they might not even covered this yesterday. I, I completely. And I had Seahawks money line on bet openly, so I was I was excited about that. But I don't I think they really deserve agree. that win. <laughs> it, it hurts. It hurts to hear it. And let let me give, let me hear something from you. Is this facts or cap that the New York Giants are going to compete in your division? Uh, I would say facts, just because of everything that's going on in the NFC East. Okay. Uh, Dak Prescott's out. You know, I think Eagles still have some question marks as much as a homer as I am. They still have some question marks after giving up that lead. You know, while it's it's still the NFC East, so it's hard to say that none – it's even hard to say Dallas is out, you know. It's still no, the I, NFC East. I think all four teams can compete at the end of the day, so I, I can't I can't roll out any of the four right now. I might be saying – maybe by week three my opinion will change on that. I mean, and – Dude, the commanders look good. They didn't lay down. I know it's Jacksonville, and I know people are hating on Jacksonville, but that's Jacksonville's a team with an over-under of seven and a half wins. They're they're not the Jacksonville that their brand, their negative brand drags them down in. They they look they competed. Yeah, um, no, I agree. And and what I'll move <laughs> into that, and I, I want to talk about this. The system we gave out on the show <laughs> crushed. We gave out three home division dogs, and that was Minnesota. That was Atlanta, and uh, that was Houston, and all three covered. I, I would argue all three. Should have, have you won. ever, have you ever seen a, a spread flip flop like that so quickly in that Minnesota Green Bay game? Because I, bro, I was so upset that the Green Bay closed as a dog because Minnesota, like with me betting every underdog every week in the NFL, that was my favorite pick of the week, and I had to bet Green Bay uh, as the line was closing, and I had to take their money line. I was pissed about that. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I did not know you were going with closing lines, not opening lines. So I'm going with close to closing lines, like like the day of. Um, obviously not the exact closing line, but I, I can't – just generally speaking, dogs dogs' money lines are going to be you know more value closer to kickoff. So I'm trying to keep it consistent, but I didn't expect that line to like completely reverse. At Circa, the day of, it went to a pick em. So I had originally skipped the game. And then by Sunday morning, it was like Green Bay was plus two. But so just, there had to be a ton of money pouring in. Just for just for your to you you know you got to decide it's your money. Just know that with the opening lines you actually had Buffalo and Minnesota, but the closing lines you had the Rams. Right, hundred so percent. That's, that's a, yeah, that's like a five unit swing. Yeah, it's something. It's something worth noting. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. Well, let's dive straight into dog of the week. Tell me who your dog of the week is. I'm going to warn you before I tell you. It's ugly. It's it's really ugly. But it's got to be the New York Jets. 
it's plus six and a half right now. I would obviously prefer to see this number get to seven or maybe even seven and a half. But Man. the Jets at Cleveland. You stole them from me. That's a great pick, dude. Is that I, yours too? No, I, 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 it was on the tip of my tongue. I wasn't going to give it out of my dog of the week, but it was in my, it was in my top three choices. Yeah. So why do you have it, or why, why, or why do you like it? They got absolutely smoked, and then the Browns were a dog and one. So I'm, I'm buying low and selling high, and we'll get into that entire segment at the end. But they, they completely check all those boxes. Yeah. So this aligns with our system in discipline the gens, which basically. It's betting against the public after a bad game. So the New York Jets, and, and this system basically states that any team that scores between zero and nine points it, uh, the week previously and then is the, and then the general public is fading the, net the following week um, hits at a 61% win rate. So it just aligns with the system. I think the Browns, and then also matchup-wise, when you look at the Cleveland Browns and you look how they're going to play, they're not a team that's going to blow you out of the water. It's like, Obviously, they had a lot of success early against Carolina, but we saw them kind of climb back into that game. And, and I'm torn here, so I, I'm not giving out two. I'm only going to give you guys one, but I just want the viewers and listeners to see my process. I'm down to Carolina and Saints for my dog of the week. I want to take Carolina for a lot of reasons. I think I'm going to go Saints just because the value. They beat the Bucks twice last year. You're getting them at really good odds. I saw it as high as plus 160. Like everyone's going to be high on Tampa Bay. You get plus 160 on these Saints at home after a very dismal, ugly opener where they showed life and came back against Atlanta. They're opening up a tough division, division. It's tough. Uh, so I, I keep flip flopping, but those are my two. I do believe, just from a pure value standpoint, the Saints are going to get. Uh, my bet. So my official dog of the week is the Saints, but everyone just know out there, Carolina and Saints will both have my money this week. It's just funny though when you look at Week One, we were just talking about how ugly. I mean, I was rewatching the the the, the micro clips that we created, and you're like, dude, my card is going to be so ugly. I like the Texans with the points, the the Falcons with the points. What was the third one? Minnesota. And what was it? Minnesota. Yeah, and they, those three like convincingly hit like it wasn't like any of those were sweats ever i mean minnesota yeah. went outright easily the texans were up 20 to 3 i think it was until they tied 2020 i mean it's just we got to stick to our guns moving forward that's that's the reality of it no question that's why we're here we got to stick the, the worst part was i told everyone the only survivors i still have alive are i took the ravens and i told everyone a bunch of different strategies and the worst part is forget all my strategies Worry about what not to do. And I told people stay away from division. I ended up with a division game. I told people stay away from prime time. A lot of people had prime time. And literally, the last one that I didn't tell a lot of people, but it's real. I, I there's a, a saying in Survivor that you actually don't pick a winner. You pick who can't win, and you go against them. Now I know it's a double negative. It means the same thing. But really, Baltimore yeah. was the soundest pick. It was out of the division playing the Jets without their quarterback, a good team versus a bad team. It checked all the boxes. They're the only reason I still have five of my 20 left, which is pathetic. But that's... Yeah. No, I think the, the only reason, I think there was only one reason not to take them, and that was because they were on the road. But you're going to have to take road teams throughout the season anyway. So it was definitely yeah. the more logical pick. 
And looking back on it, bro, I'm like, why didn't we just do the second Survivor? We should have just looked at that jet stain as throwing the thousand away and just taking the Ravens on the second one. And because not then the, the crazy thing is, is if we had one Raven Survivor and one Jet Survivor, we're rooting for the Jets. We're still rooting for the, <laughs> It would have been better if the Jets were. Yeah. Hundred percent. There was only two people in the. There was only two people in the entire Survivor League that had the Jets. One was us by mistake, and then one was one was some other clown. <laughs> Survivor. Um, yeah, that's crazy. There's one other dog I have in the Facebook group. I want to go over, please. Um, so this aligns. This aligns with the same system I was just talking about. A team that scores between zero and nine points, and the public is going to be completely faded in the next week. So Dallas Cowboys at home in Jerry World, plus seven and a half against the Cincinnati Bengals. This Bro. one I hate as well. Like it's ugly. Like this backup quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, Dak Prescott is supposedly going to be back in like six weeks or something. Is what I'm seeing. Don't quote me on that. But um, I think we're going to see a heavy dosage of the run game in Dallas this weekend, um, yep. this coming weekend, and I think. Cincinnati's O line is still going to give, you know, it's still going to, uh, or the Dallas Dallas D line is going to cause some issues for Cincinnati's O line. So a touchdown and a half there, like that, that might be a, a good system play as well. So we're looking at the Dallas plus seven and a half, Jets plus six and a half. I think are the two home dogs I like, or are the two dogs I like. Period. And I'm hoping I can get that Jets number up to seven and a half by by the weekend. And so, and I'm not mad at Maddie for doing this because what he's talking about now is when you have multiple system indicators. This is a good thing. Like, it's not like you are going to get into all of this with a little eye at the end, but that's not a bad thing. Like, to have multiple, Maddie's showing you that there are multiple ways to find value, and when they all align, that's when you'll see me go from a half a unit to a unit, unit and a half to two units on a play. For sure. I love it. Just know that Dallas is already up to eight and a half. Yep. Probably kick off at nine and a half. For sure. All right, let's dive into the survivor pick, even though I have no use for it. <laughs> no, let's do it. Uh, let's see yeah. what your survivor I'm pick is. I'm on one of mine. So um, if I look at the whole breakdown of like survivor and who you can – who, and I'm, I want to speak to everyone out there, right, because everyone used different teams in week one. So it's really important that you go through all of your options. So week two, the only teams I have that you should even have on, on your radar are Niners, Rams, Denver, Packers, Buffalo, right? And I'll immediately come out and say, Buffalo looks so good that you should save them. Like, don't don't waste them. Save them for a week where you're running out of options. So I immediately eliminate Buffalo. Now, using that buy low, sell high, Packers, Denver, Rams, and Niners, all low, right? So you should be that you should have some people scared away from them. What you want in Survivor is to have a winning team when everyone else has different teams. That's why I didn't have Indy. It's not that I thought Indy would actually not beat Houston. I knew they'd be the number one pick. I don't want to be on the number one pick. So getting all the way into it, I'm actually not sold that much on this Green Bay team um, or this Denver team. The reason I say that is I want to make sure I use the right team in the right position. So I eliminate Denver, because I'm actually not even sure about Denver as a team, as a whole, Russ, the offensive coordinator, all of that. So I'm not ready to gamble on them yet. So pretty much for me, it comes down to Rams, Niners, Green Bay. I eliminate my Niners. Why? I don't know Trey Lance. We all don't. 
it's scary for me and it's a division game immediately removed division game packers removed this week my survivor play is the la rams and i do it with the utmost confidence atlanta played out of their mind and still blew the game now they go away into the rams there is no doubt in my mind that the rams are the number one survivor play this week so i hope that full breakdown was helpful yeah i think you're gonna see it's gonna be a combination of the rams and the broncos i feel like but i think rams will probably be the number one play completely Completely. And I, you know, I just said something that I don't like, right? I'll have potentially the number one play. Um, Plus the Falcons always are, the the Falcons are notoriously bad on the road and good at home. It's it's a a very, very good piece of uh, data. Kind of like what you said earlier too. When you have things like you don't like having the number one play, you got to break some rules in Survivor. You get stuck with people on the road. You get stuck with the number one play. You're, You're really have to lay out your whole season. I have all 18 weeks laid out. Unfortunately, 15 of the 20 are just gone. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, I really wish we had one. We really wish we had one survivor team. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it. We'll make a off off camera deal, and we'll uh, we'll cut you in on one. I have one that's a half a million <laughs> cash, so that that's a nice one. Yeah, it's crazy. But let, let's let's move forward. I want I want to. We kind of t- touched on this the whole time, but I really want to educate the listeners on the low versus high and multiple ways to do it. So Maddie, I'm going to list you based on, I I always ask my friends, who are you high on now? I always look at the new power rankings, right? People update their power rankings. Basically they update their win loss rankings. It's pathetic. Power rankings shouldn't just measure wins and losses. It should be both sides of the ball, special teams, injuries, everything. So right now the public will be high on Buffalo, Kansas city, the chargers, Philly, Minnesota, Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Do you disagree on any of those? Agreed with all. And maybe, maybe not too too high on Philly after after that comeback and not covering, but agreed for the most part with all of them. Philly did exactly with Den- uh, Detroit what we did with them last year. I don't know if you remember that. And we were one interception away from the Super Bowl. You should feel good. Yeah. Uh, and the, the public will be low on the Niners, Cincy, Indy, the Patriots. Tennessee, Green Bay Packers, and Dallas, just based on what they saw. Yep. So I wouldn't say the public's going to be high on the Seahawks. They, they, they won in primetime, but they'll, they'll be – so the Niners are a, a buy low spot. Like, I wouldn't take them in my survivor. I would not argue with anyone getting 10 points to take them. Uh, just know that you should be getting – some value. I would hold off on betting the Niners right now at minus 10. I bet you can get around eight and a half around kickoff. And I hope we bounce back. Yeah. I will say I have two favorite, two of my favorite buy low spots. I love Green Bay. Um, I love Green Bay against Chicago. So if you look at week one and week two last season, Green Bay went on the road, got dominated and destroyed 38-3 to the Saints. They come back to Lambeau week two, division game against the Lions. They, they win 35-17, 18-point victory, and they cover the spread of, I think, 13 or 14, whatever the number was. Now I'm, I'm seeing deja vu. Now, granted, it is without Devontae Adams, which is the scary part. Yeah. Uh, however, the Chicago Bears, we just talked about this right now, the public might be a little higher on the Bears and a lot lower on the Packers. If this was a week one matchup, what do you think this spread is? Twelve. It's a good question. 
um, we went into Chicago and we're minus, you know, seven to eight. So yeah, it, it would have to be 12 and a half, something like that. Yeah. So you can get this at nine and a half right now. I'm showing 65% of the action is already in on the bears. You know, I don't think that line's going to move a ton will be my prediction. Um, but I also don't think it's going to, I don't know that it'll hit double digits with, with money coming in on the bears either. Again, I'm going to sound like I'm whining, but I mean this. Forget that I'm a Niner fan and sincerely just hear me out. Yeah. I really game to torture myself. The Bears were one-dimensional, unorganized, disheveled. They had both their first scoring drives stay alive with multiple bogus penalties. I, I, I think Green Bay comes out here, and they I don't even think they need 35 to cover that spread. I genuinely believe Green Bay holds this Chicago team to 10 points or less. Yeah, I could definitely see like a 24-10 or like a 27-10 type of game in here. Yeah. Because Green Bay's just not that explosive at the end of the day with the weapons that they have. But like defensively, they're going to get their shit together here. Rodgers will do enough. I mean, he, he said it himself. He owns the Chicago Bears. Like, I think he'll back it up. This is a great bounce back spot for them and a great buy low spot for them. Yep. And the second team... I really, really like on a buy low spot is the Patriots on the road. I'm seeing 73% of the action right now on the, on the, uh, on the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Patriots are minus one and a half currently That's wild. At, at Pittsburgh. But I was seeing that you see that like Mac Jones apparently had like some back spasms or something. You see yeah. That? They, they yeah. might be on that. Yeah. I, I, I if if Mac Jones is healthy and starting, I think you're getting a steal on these Patriots at minus one and a half. Yeah. And the Steelers, like I just feel like the Steelers that type of team that'll go on the road and grind out a win. But like I feel like when they're at home against a, a decent team, they're gonna like just fold a little bit, is my is my prediction. I don't know why I think that. But I don't know. I mean, if the Patriots can't win this game, I think their season might be over. <laughs> I think people are I will say, though, I think people are too low on the Patriots. Tua's always played them hard. That's that's they, they have, Their defense has always played them hard. They added some flashy, and their flash clicked. Dude, these Miami, again, overreaction. But I, I got my eye on this Miami Dolphins team. They're, they're on my radar. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, they, their offensive coordinator came from SF. He knew how to put up points. I, I I, I do think they are one of the few teams in the year, you know, it gets overhyped for one player and they've actually like, maybe it's more than just that one player and they were going to be good anyway. For sure. So interesting. Uh, di- diving in. Uh, Thursday night football. Let's get into, yeah, I was going to say we, our closing segment, we're going to do all three yeah. games. So we have a buy high versus a buy high. We have a divisional game. We have the Chargers going into Kansas City. Give me your knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, I mean, so I saw this game open at three. It's already to four and a half. I think a part of that is, A, the public is extremely high on the Chiefs, even more so than the Chargers. And then, B, I think Keenan Allen may be out, which I think in a in a in what should be a high-scoring game with the total at 54 and a half, the loss of Keenan Allen is going to really hurt this Chargers team on the road. I won't be surprised if this number gets to five, five and a half by the end of the week. But I'm seeing four and a half right now. I think uh, this is a very tough game, honestly. I mean, it's hard to not take the Chiefs here. 
if Keenan Allen was healthy, I would kind of like the points here. I mean, the Chargers have historically had success against Kansas City, um, but this would be a very good game. I mean, it's two of the top QBs in the league, and I think it'll be interesting. I think the Chargers, you can make the argument, have the better overall defense, so it's going to be interesting. Do you know what upsets me is how much shit I got for talking up the Chiefs all offseason? Yeah. One team we didn't talk about is I – sorry to jump around. I would actually be buying the Cardinals this week versus the Raiders just because how bad the Chiefs made them look. I think you're getting extra value at plus six. So sorry to do that to everyone. We'll get in the prime time. I just forgot I didn't sneak that in. It's not that I don't like the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a good team. I don't think the Raiders are six points better than the Cardinals. And I mean that. Um, But getting into the Thursday night game, it's hard, dude. I've been saying all along these Chiefs might have gotten better how well they traded away Cheetah. And we saw an absolute, like, we're still, this is still our conference kind of performance. Obviously, we saw the Bills make a very strong case that they should be the favorites in the NFC. But it's the Chiefs' division until someone knocks them off, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm going on this game. I, if anything, I, I saw a lot of fluke, a lot of back and forth with the Chargers and Raiders. Um, I thought it made the Chargers' defense look a little better. I think that the Raiders were clicking at weird times. Mm-hmm. I actually over in this game, and I hate overs. Really? I hate overs in prime time. I was going to say, I, I would love to see this number get to 56, and then I would kind of sleep, sneak in on this under. Yeah. I, again, this is the art part. This is not the science. The science says take unders in prime time to covers, you know, high 59%. So I'm not saying bet the over. I'm just telling you my my art piece. I, I think this is going to be a, the winner of this game. It's their division to lose. And I think the Chargers come out swinging. The four points just doesn't excite me versus a Chiefs offense i if i was gonna bet this i'm either chiefs minus four and a half or i'm chargers money line yeah i hear you i think uh uh uh, this game is tough i I honestly don't like either side here i actually do lean the under a little bit because i think we'll see it climb up to 56 it is a division game and i think the chargers defense is actually really good so if they can slow the game down control clock a little bit especially if keenan allen is out um, I think they could play a little bit of keep away from that Chiefs offense that we could see like a like maybe I mean think about it, a twenty seven twenty four game goes under goes five points under if that number hits fifty six. Honestly, the, the Arizona I saw was pretty pathetic. I think the Chargers will bring a better one. This this is as this is as big of a game you can get early in the season, and I love it. They're both one and L. Chargers came out and smacked the Chiefs last year early in the in the division, then then whittled away. And the Chiefs won their division so i'm excited for this game uh if i if i had to make a, a system play i'm with maddie here unders in prime time wait till it goes up a little um I, I ironically i actually don't know if this goes over 55 that's usually a 54 and a half is a number they will stick at mm-hmm. um it, it's an interesting one yeah agree what's next what's the next prime time the bears packers we talked a little bit about this one my, this is my favorite pick of the week, bro. I truly love this Green Bay minus nine and a half pick. That's probably my favorite pick of this entire week, too. I just believe that coming back home to Lambeau, off a bounce back, deja vu of last season, <laughs> Justin Fields going to struggle against that defense. I just really like uh, Green Bay here. 
I'm, I'm with you. I think I think Green Bay holds them to a very low number. Um, I'm actually Green Bay and the under here. I, I will be betting both those. I'll probably be slightly higher on the under than I am on Green Bay, just because a lot of points early in in the year. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm like I, I almost want to say to people my pick of the week is the Bears team total under. What do you, what is that number? Do you know? I think I saw it as little as 16 and a half. Makes sense. Yeah. And then Monday night, we have two primetime games. We have a 7.15 Eastern game, which I don't know why the hell they do this. They stack these games an hour apart. And then we have a 8.30 Eastern game. So the first game, Titans at Buffalo. Tennessee's plus nine and a half. Public's already hammering Buffalo here. Over under at 49 and a half. What do you like here? You're getting a lot of value on these Titans. You really yeah. are. The, the world couldn't be higher on the Bills. I, I will be on the Titans on this game. Yeah. It's scary, but it's definitely the the, the, the logical play. And that number, I feel like, has got to hit double digits. It might not. Yeah, and then you're going to like my uh, – you'll like the second one. I, I think Eagles minus two is a lot. Yeah. Of- no, you can't do that to me, bro. You told me when we, during the offseason, you told me my Eagles lose week two to the Vikings. What's, what's changed? The value. I thought your Eagles would be minus three and a half to four. It's not that I – a lot of people don't understand my style of bet. I still think the Vikings win this game. But you give me the Eagles, as impressive as they looked on offense, coming back home at minus two just because of how good the Vikings are versus Green Bay, that's value to me. I, I get a, a coin flip game that I, I – Eagles winning at, you know, 56% of the time. I get it at a coin flip price. That, that's yeah. that's where it comes from. It doesn't mean I don't think the Vikings win. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think this could end up being a pick em too. I, I think it will be a pick em. People just are – it's so far in advance, they're ignoring it. It's the second, the second Monday Night Football game after 15 other games. Yeah, 100%. I like it. Um, you know, I'm on my Eagles, bro. I got to – but I, I do admit that this is the toughest game for them early in the season, no doubt. So, and I, I have some concerns. I mean, the what about the over under at fifty one and a half? I mean, it's a prime time out of division game, um, but that that total is you know damn well everyone's gonna be on that over. Yeah, those their offenses on both sides look so good. It's yeah. it's one I stay away from. I hate to disappoint the listeners. I'll, I'll look at the money distribution and the line movement, but. Out of the gate, you give me Eagles at home, favored less than three in a game. I thought they would be minus four and a half in. Yeah. Um, I just like that two and a half points of value for free. I like it. I appreciate you, brother. This was a great show. All, I'm looking yes, all season. All right, my bro. Have a good one. Later. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window overtook us and he began to speak he said son i've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes so if you don't mind my saying i can see you out of bases or a taste of your whiskey i'll give you some advice you got to know when to hold know when to hold up know when to walk away and know when to run you never count your money when you're sitting at the 
table There'll be time enough now When the dealing's done Surviving is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep. Cause every hand's a winner, and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window, crushed out his cigarette, faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke even. In his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got no when to hold up, no when to fold up, no when to walk away, and no when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done.